I'm not farming out uh, social media to other people. I'm not, I'm doing it all myself. I'm uh, creating audiences. I'm developing communities. Um, a second thing is I like to think of it as the white glove treatment, and that's providing excellent customer service and being very transparent with budget spends, with reporting and communication. I, I like to think that's kind of what sets me apart from other, other companies. Welcome back to The Prospecting Show, where each week we talk about tips, tricks, and methods for growing an amazing small business pipeline. I'm your host, Dr. Connor Robertson, and on this podcast, you can expect segments on communication, sales, prospecting, and closing. Thank you to everyone who has supported my 100 episodes and 100 days goal going into 2020. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to The Prospecting Show. Today, we have RJ Hubert from Pittsburgh on the show. How are you today? Excellent. Hey, uh, I wanted to thank you very much for having me on The Prospecting Show, Connor. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. So just to get started today, maybe you could give the listeners a little bit of background, where you're from, what you do, and we could talk a little bit about the Berg here and, and kind of fill everybody in on what's going on. Sure. Well, as you know, I mean, Pittsburgh is doing big things. And in uh, 2019, I created a digital marketing company here. It's called HBT Digital Consulting. Uh, if you want to find out a little more information, it's just HB as in boy, T, HBT digital.com. Um, on Facebook and Instagram, it's just at HBT Digital Consulting. Awesome. And so give us a little bit of background. Like, where did you start? How did you end up in Pittsburgh? You know, give, give us some framework as to, as to what you're doing. You know, I got to give a, a shout out to my wife. Uh, her name is Taylor. We were living in Tampa, Florida, and she was going to an online um, MBA program at CMU. So we moved up here for her second and third year for the networking aspect of it. And I'm, I'm a Pitt graduate, but I was gone for 10 years. So um, we get back to Pittsburgh in 2017, and she's finishing her MBA, and then I'm like in the corporate marketing world for 10 years, and I thought, you know what, time to go out on my own. I'm, I'm ready to uh, bring my value to you know, clients near and far. Yeah. And, and that's a transition I think a lot of people make, right? They, they develop some skills, they start learning something about uh, a skill set in their profession, and then they realize, wait a second, the only difference between what you're doing and doing it on your own is really the business and sales side of things. So what would you say was the most important thing that you learned in the corporate space before you went off on your own? I mean, how to sell, you know, first of all, how to sell, even getting a project done internally, how to, how to push it forward. And then how to, how to create and set goals. Um, as you know, in the corporate world, um, it comes down to the dollar and hitting timelines. And so just learning how to follow, follow that path, um, it, it just transitions over to your own company. And, and with your own company now, you know, you're doing a similar service, but you know, you kind of have all these different hats that you're probably wearing in your business. What thing do you think you had to learn the fastest when you went out on your own? pick a niche. Um, so mine is digital marketing and specifically search engine marketing and social media advertising. Um, just being able to dial in your targeting and creating strong ads that make people want to click, call, visit, um, just perfecting that call to action. Um, and focusing on what you're good at. I don't, I'm not trying to do everything. I'm not trying to create TV commercials. I'm not trying to create billboards. I'm not a graphic artist. I can uh, do a little bit of uh, videography work, but focus on what you're good at. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, that, and that's really important too, right? Because if you try to be a, a generalist in too many different ways, usually that ends up sacrificing some quality along the way. So what do you that, think, what makes you different than some of the other competitors? I know the whole SMMA kind of so, social media marketing agencies been around for a while now and you see people coming out of the woodwork who say that they're doing marketing but there's a lot of people who don't actually deliver on those results so what is it that you pride yourself on or the things that you do differently to make sure that your clients get the result they're looking for i love it um first i like to think of myself as an extension of their team so i'm not farming out uh social media to other people i'm not i'm doing it all myself I'm uh, creating audiences. I'm developing communities. Um, a second thing is I like to think of it as the white glove treatment, and that's providing excellent customer service and being very transparent with budget spends, with reporting, and communication. I, I like to think that's kind of what sets me apart from other, other companies. You're not going to get passed around from a high-level person like me who's been doing it for 10 years to, you know, someone who may just be out of school, which is fine. Everyone needs to get their start, but you're not getting that. You're getting a high-level company to do the work. Yeah, and that's really important too, especially with some of the agencies that are out there that have five, six, you know, maybe even 10 people on the team that the customers end up getting passed around and then the client experience is, is generally not as ideal as it should be. So given that, where do you think that a customer should start if they wanted to learn more about SMMA and some of this, the social techniques that you're doing? Like how would, how would somebody sit there in their business and say, we're growing right now. We're looking to spend money on marketing. Where do they start? You need to be open to that conversation. Um, some people don't know where to start. So uh, they go to Google, right? And they say, create a strategic marketing plan or how to do digital marketing. And that's where my ad could pop up because I'm doing lead generation on um, Google, on Bing, on Facebook. So you need to be on the, the channels that people are searching you for. Um, that's also why I recommend writing content. So SEO and blogs, you need to be providing value. Um, it's not just, um, you know, writing the top three reasons everyone needs to be on Facebook. You need to provide um, an actual, you know, path that people can follow um, to being successful so that if they want to do that on the, on their cell, on, you know, their own way, they can. But um, if they want to, you know, go the more expert outsourcing route, they can do that as well. Right. And, and if someone had to, you know, they had maybe a more limited budget in that the fact that they're starting and they've never really done any social marketing or content marketing or anything like that, where would be the easiest place in your mind for them to start? Because they can't possibly do everything at the, at the beginning, right? Where would they focus? I would try to, right. I would try to understand um, where my clients are coming from. So immediately just start tracking where your leads are coming from and what channel. So if I know I'm getting the most engagement, the most leads out of Facebook, I would start putting my money and value, money and time there. Um, I would not be broad in, in, in the approach. I would get highly, highly detailed. I want to know if your customers are 35 to 45 year old men who live in the Northeast region, you know, supporting um, AFC NFL football teams or the Steelers, um, shout out to them. But you know who your customer is who's using your product. And then just dial in the marketing and then speak to them. So don't be broad. Speak exactly to who your customer is and so that they can um, be aware of your product and service and then make, make a sale. 
Right. And, and I definitely agree with you that that's a hugely important component of targeting is getting that right audience for those people that don't have a lot of leads themselves. So let's say, you know, you're a small business, they've grown over the last, you know, one, two, three years, and they've done a lot of referrals and maybe some trade shows or some one-on-one -on -one networking, and they don't necessarily have this data yet. Where would they start at that point? How to, to transition into this, this marketing space? Um, so, I mean, I would recommend, you know, working your network, um, finding out. So I, I, I'm, I'm very active on LinkedIn. I highly recommend it. Um, my suggestion would be if you haven't spoken to somebody in a while, if you haven't made a call or an email, reach back out to that person. It could be even three, five years. I've started talking to people in high school and that was, uh, I'm going to date myself here 18 years ago. So basically what you're going to want to do is start reaching out to people, start asking about them. What are you doing? How, how are you helping? What's your business like? Can I, can I be of service to you in some, some aspect? Um, one, one recommendation is to start with um, a problem and see if you can help solve that problem, which could and may lead to, you know, more projects and maybe even a retainer and a huge, you know, client. So, and then asking them, hey, do you know anybody who may need this service? Can you do a warm introduction? And half the time people are very receptive to that. I would, I would definitely recommend, you know, utilizing your network. Yeah, and, that, and that's a really good point. A lot of the work that we do in our business is a, what, we, what we consider a second degree referral. And the way that that ends up working is we reach out to people and instead of saying, hey, are you interested in X? We say, do you know anybody that would be interested in X? And that kind of framework, I think, makes a huge difference for customers when they're prospecting, either when they're trying to do professional services or sell a product or whatever it is. Now, with these small businesses that, that you've worked with in the past, who do you normally interact with? Is there some kind of social manager on their team? Are you working with the CEO? Who, who do you work with? So right now, my clients are lawyers. I have an e-commerce company, some nonprofits. I work directly with the owner. So these are companies that are um, you know, one to 15 employees and they don't have a marketing department. So they are focused on entirely what they do and I'm an extension of their team. So I'm working with the owner, the CEO, um, and doing strategy first and then execution. That makes tons of sense. What about the individuals when you start with them? So you, you, you execute a contract and you start working with them. How long does it typically take or how long do you recommend a testing period so that the customer can have a really good understanding of what the next steps are, who they're going after? Like, how, how will you test that along the way? Is it three days, three months? How long does that take? You know, that's a great um, question, Connor. So my contracts, I try to lock people in for three to six months. Um, it's really hard to see results day one, day three two weeks, even a month. So we're, we're uh, depending on what services they want. Um, with PPC lead generation, you know, we can turn on an ad day one. It's going to be computer learning for a week, and then you're going to be refining and, and testing. So that the, you're, you're going to see some leads come in from like, you know, week one through three, but really you got to, you got to have something going for one to three months to really start to see results. So my recommendation is, um, if you don't see results on day one or the first week or three weeks, that's 
pretty normal. I mean, you, you'll see engagement, you'll see leads come in, but really the, the dialing in of the campaigns, the perfecting things is, is one to three months. So that's, I recommend um, you don't give up on somebody or a campaign uh, right away. Um, there's always a refinement period and tweaking and then really, um, you know, dialing it in. Yeah. That, and that's what I think a lot of customers have a difficult time with, right? Is understanding they've never done the process before. It's not going to be fully optimized in the first week. It's not going to be perfect for them. And the more input that they give you as, as the vendor partner, the better you're going to be able to do your job long-term. That's right. Yeah. So if somebody wanted to start generating leads, first of all, what do you like to work with? Like what kind of customers are ideal? I know you talked about some non-for-profits. So you talked about uh, some lawyers. Are you more interested in professional services or products? Where, where do you like to spend your, your time and effort? Uh, really, it's B2C, I think, and professional services. And I like companies that, um, you know, have already been having sales and success and sort of understand who their, their customer is. Um, that's, that's kind of who I like to work with. Um, and also somebody who has a marketing budget um, I can make recommendations if you don't have a marketing budget, but it helps. Um, the small business administration suggests that a company spends five to 10% gross of gross profit on marketing. So that's buying the ads. It could be the services provided by a consultant, but really you have to have some money um, coming in to really, you know, want to want to actually execute some marketing. Right. And, and when somebody spends, let's say a thousand dollars or $10,000, the number really doesn't matter. Let's, let's pick a thousand, just make it easy. How long would it typically take for most customers to get that thousand back? And then some typically. It depends. It depends what they're selling. I mean, if they're selling a tchotchke for $2, it's going to take a lot. Uh, sure. But you know, one, one law client, uh, you know, the average, law client could be worth up to, you know, three to $5,000. So, right. you know, all they, they might need two clients and, and they're back to that $10,000 really fast. Um, so it, it all depends on the product and service. Um, you know, how it, it, you know, sales is a big aspect of it. We can bring you all the leads all day. And if you don't have the sales team to close, if you're not following up on the leads in a timely manner, you know, there's going to be issues. So everything needs to sort of work together. Yeah. And, and I definitely agree with that. I mean, if you don't, leads are just leads without sales, right? You have to have somebody in there, even if it's the owner, a salesperson, the sales team, and they have to be able to get used to converting somebody from a cold traffic, you know, opt-in to an actual customer, right? And that skill set is a little bit different than what I think some other people have. We, we have clients ourselves that, you know, have been selling one-to-one -one referral for a long time. And when they work with some agencies like yourself, the difficulty that they have is they don't know how to convert those people. So, so with mm -hmm. your agency and your, your work that you're doing, do you kind of coach them at all, you know, during implementation or ongoing on how to actually convert that into business? Or is that really up to them and their business to figure out how to do that? No, I mean, there's definitely best practices that I can share. Um, one thing that I'm really into right now is the CRM and automation. So we'll bring them a lead. Uh, they'll know right away when that lead comes in. And then we'll try to get that lead into a CRM and then have email automation going out as well. So 
uh, just for an example, one campaign that I'm doing with a lawyer, uh, when a lead comes into the CRM, they get an e immediate response. Like, you know, thank you for your interest in such and such company. You know, we'll be in touch. Um, we're really excited. If you want to book an appointment right now, do so at this link. And then we have a day three and a day seven email. So it's all about engagement. It's all about, you know, keeping that um, lead warm and then working it. Right. And, and that follow-up process is kind of one up over a lot of other agencies right now, right? I know there's this transition in the, in the marketing space away from the total done with you service. And now it's kind of like a done for you, right? In the sense that you're doing the follow-up, you're sending out emails. If you're collecting the phone number, some people are even doing ringless voicemail or text message confirmations. Mm -hmm. And I think that helps convert people right into the into the next step for, for your clients, right? So I think that's super useful. Now, do you have, it, sorry, go ahead. I mean, it just shows you're professional too. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of like closing the gap. Well, you hit submit on a lead form, you know, you wanna make sure that the person gets it. You wanna make sure that they respond. And um, first impressions are everything, right? Um, if you make a great first impression with that lead, it's pretty likely that, you know, there'll be a client if, they're, if you show them that you care and that you can pro provide that service. Um, it's a high likelihood that you can convert. Yeah, that makes sense. What other, you know, factors or what other recommendations do you have for people who are trying to get into the, into the marketing space for their business? They want to start using some social marketing. You know what? Um, YouTube's going to be your best friend. Um, a lot of people may not understand pixels. Pixels are tracking components. So you understand how people arrive at your website and what actions they took. So learn about pixels, go to YouTube, watch some videos, learn how to install them, learn how to test them, make sure they're firing. And that's gonna be great, because then learn Google Analytics, uh, learn the reporting, learn about how people arrive on your website, the behavior they take, how long they spend, what pages they're going to. And that's just gonna make you more informed so you can have better decisions. Yeah. And I definitely think that that's important, right? To have that kind of analytic data. So before somebody works with you, what do you want them to do typically? Do they need to be educated on social media marketing? Or are you going to take them down that pathway? Do you need to teach them? Well, what steps need to happen before they end up working with you in their space? I want to know their goals. I want to know their budget. Um, I want to know who their, their target customer is. Uh, bring that information to the table. And then we can have a uh, great conversation we can learn and also i'd like to know your history you know what channels have you done marketing and advertising on what traditionally has worked for you another thing i want the business to think about is what offer are we going to make uh, marketing i would say greater than 50 percent is the, the call to action the offer what are you offering people figure out what makes people tick what services you provide, find out what people want, and then let's think of a great call to action. And then we are going to figure out what channels that works the best on, and then we are gonna blow it out of the water. Yeah, and that strategy component is definitely the most important, right? To make sure that people can actually get the result and have that foundational result so that they can continue to work with you and grow their business over time. So what do you think the, you know, just as like a takeaway for, for this, this session on the podcast, what is it that people should be doing right now as they prepare 
to work with someone like yourself? I know you talked about the data that they need to get together, but should they have a dedicated person? Should they be just open to marketing? Do they need to design collaterals? Is there anything else that they should be thinking about or considering before they, they actually pull the trigger and start working with you? Sure. Um, this is going to be big for, for a lot of businesses. Always be creating and testing. So I just want to give one brief example on this. Um, so for a previous client, I tested two postcards for lead generation. It was a standard four by six postcard. Um, on postcard A, it was glossy, had a nice picture of a booklet, very creative driven um, with a call to action call for this booklet um, with a unique phone number. Postcard two looked like it was a handwritten postcard from someone's grandma with the same sort of call to action, call for a career. I want to see your career succeed. Call for this career booklet, call this number. And then we tracked postcard A and B. I thought the glossy one, the high graphics one would perform the best. It looked beautiful, right? Well, we could track the phone numbers and the leads that came in. And it turned out for this specific campaign, the second postcard performed better, the handwritten one. You would not, never have thought about that had you not tested it. You might have put all your money into postcard A. So my recommendation to clients and businesses, always be testing. You never know what's going to perform the best until you launch it, refine it, and then perfect it. Yeah. And that's definitely a, a good learning point for a lot of businesses who are just starting to get into marketing and are, are wanting to work with a company is the vendor that you choose really needs to be conscious of that split testing or AB testing kind of methods so that you can make sure that you can spend a little bit of money to start, find out which direction to go and then start actually going that way, as opposed to just throwing stuff out there and hoping that it's going to work, right? You definitely have yeah. to test that. So, so what's that's a, a losing strategy. Yeah, it is, right? It's, it's definitely a losing strategy. And it's one of those ones where it's actually unpredictable, right? It's unpredictable in the sense that you might win one time, right? If you have two split tests, you got, you got an A and a B and you just put it all on A. I mean, it's like roulette. Like you might win, you might lose, right? But you don't want to be gambling like that. You want to be testing and making sure that you have, have the best chance of success. As a recap here for everybody, how can they reach you and you know, what's the best way for them to interact with you and, and what do you offer to your clients so that they can, you know, start talking to you and get engaged and, and maybe you can do an assessment for them. How, do, how does that work? Yeah, well, th thanks, Connor. Um, first, I mean, you are doing big things in Pittsburgh and I, I love the prospecting show. So thank you first for having me on. Um, second, uh, if people want to know more, go to hbtdigital.com, hb as in boy, t, hbtdigital.com. Or visit my social profiles on Facebook or Instagram. It's just at HBT Digital Consulting. Um, for your listeners, I'm offering everybody a 30-minute free strategy session. So if anybody, even personal businesses or people, you know, if I want, if you want to learn more about strategy, about marketing, uh, you know, hit me up on the website. I'd be more than happy to give a free consultation.